Welcome to the Wicked Veracity Podcast with Robin Langford, episode 22, Nobody's Right If Everybody's Wrong. My eldest and I were driving, and I had just put on lipstick when he said, oh, you want to look pretty because we're going out. And I said, no, no one was really going to see me. I only ever wanted to look pretty for me, but that I was putting it on just then because my lips were dry. And he said, well, I'm glad I'm not a girl and I don't have to wear makeup. To which I responded, I don't have to. I want to, and some men also like to wear makeup. He said that he thought that was weird, and why would they do that? Because it's a girl thing? And I said, nope, no, it's a whoever wants to thing. And that just because his subjective viewpoint is that he'd rather not doesn't mean he should make fun of other people who have a different point of view. And he said, oh. We talk about subjective thought versus objective facts a lot because I'm me. You should buckle in because we're about to get a glimpse into what a normal 15 minute conversation with me is like. So then I said, I mostly don't care what other people do as long as it doesn't harm me or those I care about, but even that I need to protect him and his brother or myself is subjective and not everyone would agree it was the right thing to do. And he said, that's why there are wars. And I said, yep. And he said, so Adolf Hitler wasn't evil. He was doing what he subjectively thought was right. And I said, well, we don't really know what he thought, right? He could have thought he was just going to do what he wanted, or he may not have thought about what he was doing at all, or maybe he thought what he was doing was totally right. There's no way for us to really know. And regardless, he for sure used propaganda to influence people into following him by playing with their subjective fears and beliefs. So then he asked why their parents didn't teach them to manage their minds and use the model. And I said, because most parents don't know how to manage their own minds, so they couldn't teach their children. And he decided that that was sad. And I pointed out that me using the model and teaching it to him wasn't any better or worse than the parents who taught their children to use the information provided by Hitler. It was all neutral. And it's just our subjective thoughts that make one feel more right or wrong. Then I pointed out that there are a lot of parents who intentionally teach their children to be obedient and follow the subjective viewpoints of religious or political leaders. And he said, does that mean religion is evil? And I looked at him and he said, it can't be evil. It's just different. (laughs) And I said, there we go. So then I told him a lot of people who believe they are very good people and who try very, very hard to follow all the rules they've been given would think that I'm a very bad person, a heretic even, for saying that all of those rules are optional. They'd even think I was a bad mother for teaching him to see the world as a collection of subjective beliefs and optional thoughts. They might even classify me as evil because I opted out of those thoughts. Then I asked him if that makes me evil and he said no. So I asked him if it makes them evil, and he said, no, it makes them different. Totally a proud parent moment. Then he said he's so happy that I know how to manage my mind and that I need to teach all the people so there aren't any more wars. Challenge accepted. Now, before you get cranky and tell me that some wars need to be fought and it's wrong to say that you can use thought work to see all sides and I'm advocating to allow atrocities to go unchecked, I have a few more things to say. If everyone was managing their minds perfectly, taking full responsibility for their results, and not trying to change their circumstances or impose their own thoughts and beliefs onto others, there wouldn't be war, crime, nationalism, racism, or any of the other isms. At least that's my subjective belief that I created by repeatedly thinking the same thoughts, and I'm going to keep thinking them and believing it because it serves me and I like my reasons. I also don't believe it's likely to happen in my lifetime, but I can for sure try to nudge it that way for the future humans. Today's episode was inspired by my 13-year-old, but I still need a soundtrack, and the chorus from What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield is what I heard in my head while I was writing. I'm going to skip the chorus, however, because I'm sure you know it, and the relevant part is found in the verses, which I'll share from the song. There's battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speaking their minds. 
getting so much resistance from behind. What a field day for the heat, a thousand people in the street, singing songs and carrying signs, mostly say hooray for our side. Paranoia strikes deep. It starts when you're always afraid, step out of line, the men come and take you away. We better stop. So tell me, even if you aren't ready to buy into my utopian fantasy world, where in your life could you accept that your truth isn't the ultimate truth? And how would that allow you to accept the truth of others with more ease, understanding, love, and acceptance? And if you can do it with one thing, what else could you do it with? What could be accomplished with those types of baby steps? What truths would you choose to keep and which ones would you be willing to release? Spend time with these questions and see what comes up. If you're feeling frisky, hit me up on Instagram where I'm wicked.veracity and share your thoughts with me. Until next time, my wish for you is the freedom that comes from the objective understanding that good and evil, right and wrong, and even truth are subjective, and your thoughts about them are optional.